Hi, Jackie. Hey, Rosie. Hey. And hey, everyone listening. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> and happy Halloween. Oh, it is October 2nd, which means <laughs> it is Halloween time, um, which is very well indicated by Jackie's household. Already decorated. Uh-huh. There is a scary witch you can check out on our Instagram stories if you're listening to it right now, which is not possible. Oh, we'll put another picture <laughs> yeah, up yeah. of her. Um, Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, we'll take lots of pictures, but she's just up to sort of, <laughs> ble- you know, making sure I'm okay, watching out for me. Uh-huh. Overseeing the table and the cast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. What? Oh, what? Oh, he's just doing a story, and I just have dead oh, eyes. I'm oh. so tired, but that's good. Yay hey, for John. it's real. Mm-hmm. It's real. And then, yeah. yeah, we'll take other pictures of all my Halloween decorations. And if you need any inspirations or mm-hmm. have any questions about it or need help decorating your own home, yeah, no, this is yeah. It's a, um again, you know, we haven't talked about them in a while, but Marshalls, um, <laughs> shot everything from Marshalls. I really did. Does yeah. any of it match? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> But Jackie's currently and drinking. And it's not classy. It's not like a no. classy. No. No. It's pretty bad. But. Yeah, it's bad. But it's but it works. That good. Um, and the uh, she's drinking out of a goblet right now that is <laughs> um, rhinestone uh, spiderweb uh, with the little spidey hanging down and it says boo. Um, so that's where we're scary. at right now. Mm-hmm. It's pretty real scary. Mm-hmm. All right. Today, we're going to talk about how we're assholes uh, with social media. We had a couple of episodes, uh, three episodes talking about social media. And today, we're going to talk to Jen. Um, and kind of, you know, get some psychoanalysis on yeah. Uh, social media. Yeah. Anything from, from everything we talked about, mm-hmm. selfies to being really into it and kind of obsessed with it to, um, I, I don't even know, just like wasting your time on it maybe, mm-hmm. or maybe ways that it helps. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. And being like, yeah, addicted to your phone or yeah. not. Yeah. And, um, Twitter followers and all that shit. So mm-hmm. let's do it. Hey Jen. Hey Jen. Hi ladies. Hi. Um okay. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm really I'm really tired. I'm sorry, Jack. Life's hard for me. Yeah. Um and Jen Jen was saying earlier that she's upstairs and her baby's just crying downstairs. Yeah. She's leaving him. Yeah. She doesn't care. Right? <laughs> Try only getting like two or three hours stretches of sleep. I don't know how you night. do that. Yeah. I don't know how you do because like I don't either. I don't know how I you're honestly even don't either. Functioning. Well, you look good. Um, yeah, yeah, you look better than well, me. Well, thanks. That's actually true. Yeah, yeah. look at my you dead eyes. You've some dark circles on I'm not doing well. <laughs> I'm not doing well. <laughs> that happens. I mean, like, I'm yeah. so glad I didn't get that gene. Cool. All oh right. God. Feeling good. <laughs> feeling good. Feeling hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that, that's actually a good segue into our selfie experiment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. How did you feel, Jackie, about the selfie experiment? Well, that's the thing is I used a lot of concealer yeah. and um, I tried really hard. And so we did the selfie experiment. Yeah, we did two different two selfies. rounds. I wanted yeah. to do more, but I couldn't put myself through it yeah. another time. The only way that I could do it again, I realized, is if I did like a goofy face or a weird face or something. Right. Because what we did was we took... Liz, Liz Adams. Adams' advice. She's selfie queen. She's really good at them, really beautiful, really charismatic, has a great Instagram account. We got some pointers from her, applied them to our own Instagram accounts, and 
took pictures of ourselves, took selfies. Um, there's like so many things to consider, like the lighting, the what you're wearing, the angle, the just hashtags, everything. Yeah. And so for me, it, I, I, it, it really, it, it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> my, so what, my ego took what a was the exp- deep dive. What was the experiment? Like, what were you trying to do? What was the point of doing it? To see if you would get more engagement and more comments and more likes. Like, to see if it if it would boost my Instagram account and 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 Rosie's. And then I think just like how it made us how feel. It makes you feel, yeah. And mm. we had different experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, because you thought you you felt awful about it, Jackie. Yes. I felt great. Like, I got on both of mine. <laughs> I got like the most likes I've gotten yeah. in a very long time. I got like 130 likes for like each of them. Yes, like, and then that made me feel worse. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> wait, how does the hundred? How does the 130 compare to like an average? Just oh, an average. Normally, picture? I get like, like how much more? I feel like I get like 17 to like 45 if I'm lucky. Like, but like Whoa. normally, so it was like a lot, but I don't post a lot of pictures of just myself. And I had a couple people being like, more of this, please. Like in my, it was a lot of the Check likes were out. my actual friends. Like people, wow. were not just like yeah, And they were great pictures. Thank you so yeah. much. I will say you have double the friends that I do about. That's fair. So something to think of, even though so this proportionally, is not how many, a competition. So- <laughs> But if you look at the proportion, you can figure it out pretty quickly. But yeah. but either way, I think that you got positive like reactions. Yeah, and I I think I mean I got oh, I actually mine did okay performance wise. I just don't know why it made me feel really bad. Like the process of taking them is yeah. what made me feel horrible about and myself. I agree because as I was taking them, I was doing it on my lunch break and it was outside and I like wanted to tell everyone that like I don't normally do this because like you have to get like a certain kind of face on. Yes, and you have to like hold it and it's like a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, like, and so I I wanted during it i was like i feel this feels shitty but then after i it did make me feel better because a bunch of people were like pretty and then and i hate that i was like that makes me feel good but it does well you're just being honest i mean i think that's part of the point of it yeah but and i wonder though too like just the difference of doing just your face rather than like because normally i'll like be in something like kind of or like I, i take pictures of other things or like if i'm in it i'm like mostly taking a picture of something else but i rarely take a picture of just my face yeah and like smile, you were smiling, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 And I think I tried to be like, I was trying to think of Liz as like, she had these like pointers, Jen, like, like think about your brand, your yourself as a brand. Mm-hmm. So like, Yeah. I listened to it. I heard her. Right. Yeah. So like, do you want to be like bold or like whatever? And I think I was going for like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be edgy. <laughs> well, well like, no, because wow. didn't work. If you guys haven't That's seen it, Jackie, it's like pretty tits heavy, yours. Yeah. You got yeah. some boobs in yeah. there. Yeah. It was a, a combination of the bra and the shirt, too. Yeah. I mean, that actually did get an okay amount of likes, like more than my average, way more than my average. But I fu- I didn't feel like it it properly represented me. Yeah. So then the second one I did was just me smiling. Just yeah. Like, hey. And I felt a lot better about that. One. Yeah. Agreed. And maybe you should do one with your Halloween goblet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. That'll so. just blow everyone through the roof. But I then I think it. it's going to be the Halloween. That thing is special. Well, I think the goblet's going to get the likes, not you. No offense. <laughs> no, none taken. Yeah, okay. you won't know. Yeah. How, yeah, how can know. you know? Is that's me or the goblet? And that's maybe just the story post my life. the goblet. Just post the <laughs> okay. goblet. I see. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Do a side-by-side comparison. Yeah, or the switch. Yeah. Or the witch that I have up here, yeah. too. Um, Watch them all get so many more. Than they yeah, they will. might get they more will. likes. I don't know yeah. if my ego can handle that right now. I'm feeling a little Yeah, sensitive. you might. Yeah, just stick to what you got. <laughs> but, like, okay, so in that, Jen, like, do you think it's detrimental to, like, be obsessed with selfies? 
I mean, because like it makes you feel good. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? Or it makes you feel. Yeah. I don't know. I mean. Oh, it also God. took forever. I'm sorry. I just forgot to say that. It took like it took me like 40 minutes. Sorry. I mean, I think that it kind of if it works for you, I guess do it. I mean, it sounds like Liz, who was on it, really like it's something she enjoys and it's almost like a hobby of hers. And I think it, if I remember correctly, it wrapped into somewhat of her profession. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think there's anything necessarily unhealthy. I think when your self-worth hinges on it, though, that could be potentially an issue because, um, I mean, it's it's manufactured no matter how you want to say it. I mean, yes, it's it's a snapshot in time, I think, is what you guys were talking about. Mm-hmm. And while that's true, it's, it is a very manufactured snapshot in time that you created. It, it, it isn't necessarily, you know. Yeah. You're, you're trying to convey something. It's not. It's not a candid shot of No you. one's, yeah, no one's following you, like, taking pictures of you and then posting them. These are things that you're manufacturing. So I think that it's, if you ask again, I always talk about the function of behavior, like what is the purpose of doing it? And I think if it's something that is promoting your job or making you feel good or whatever, like there's nothing inherently wrong with that. Um, But I think if if that is what you're sort of basing your self-worth on, I mean, that's going to be a problem. Also because it's artificial. I mean, you know, people. So do you think that like, you know, if you're a big time selfie taker that like you have narcissistic tendencies or like you're a narcissistic person or like it makes you into a narcissistic person or. Um, Kim I, mean, I, think that, I mean, I think that loose, I mean, narcissism is used loosely with this type of stuff. I mean, I don't think that, no, I don't think you're a narcissist. If you post a bunch of selfies and that's really your biggest offense, I mean, there, there's a lot more that would go into that, but I do think that there can be a self-absorption in it. And, but I think it's important to remember, like humans are driven to do things that make us feel good. Mm -hmm. And so in any type of behavior, you have reinforcers and reinforcers are by definition, things that keep behavior continuing and keep things going. So it it increases the likelihood that you'll do it again. So if posting a selfie gets you likes, right, and it makes you feel good, well, then you're probably going to do it again. And it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with like a flawed personality. It's just the mechanism kind of behind it. Hmm. And really, you can expand that to social media in general. Yeah, Mm. I think that the like, yeah, the only really thing that bothers me about selfies would be that like you said, it took you like so long to to like look yeah. that good, and like then I remember taking mine and being like, ah, it looks like I like have a tan upper lip, you know. And I was like, or like, <laughs> I was like, ah, I didn't like, I didn't yes. like put lipstick on. Dang I it. started Missed opportunity. I started like picking apart my entire face. Yeah, and then because you see some of the selfies that are just like, God, like that girl looks so pretty. So then you start comparing yourself. Yeah, and then it's like the whole thing we've talked about before with Instagram and all that social media, like this like rosy colored, rose colored, whatever social media right. lens where like your life looks so good, Everything. or like this girl looks so pretty, and then you see yourself and you're like, well, I don't look like that but exactly. it took her 30 minutes to do that thing then that's why yeah. i think just for us to say that it is authentic it is real i i know what liz is saying and mm-hmm. it is because it, it is really you yeah. but it's definitely a curated like you were saying it's it's not just a natural snapshot in time it's definitely like an ordeal mm-hmm. without, and I, you know 
and I think that it's easy to get distorted thinking when you start to look at other people and you start to compare to yourself because it's easy to say, oh, wow, that person looks really good. And it took you two seconds to see that picture. And it's easy to to feel like, oh, it took me two seconds to see that. Therefore, it probably didn't take them that long to do that or something. Mm. And it's, yeah. we don't, we don't think through everything. And just like with, you know, social media in general, people are putting their best foot forward mm. and it's easy to forget that. And so when that comparison starts to creep in, especially if you're not feeling good about yourself or, you know, I mean, so there could be things also going on in your own life that make it maybe that you're a little more sensitive to some of the stuff on social media. So if, for example, a person wants to be in a relationship and they're not, or a person oh wants God, to yeah. be pregnant and they're not, oh. and all these people are posting and posting and it's like, it makes it seem like everybody has all these things Dude, when you have point. no idea how, what is really going on because they're only posting that, oh, you know, I'm engaged, for example. Right. Well, you have no idea really like all the hellacious dates that that person has been on, mm -hmm. all the terrible nights that they spent upset because they didn't have this person. Same with like pregnancy. You know, you don't know what people had to go through to achieve that pregnancy. They're just posting that they're pregnant. And it you start to assume all of these things and assume that it's different from your hardship. Right. Does that yeah, sense? absolutely. That that can be a really um, negative impact on on the viewer, and so it's almost like viewing social media responsibly, keeping a balanced head about what you're actually looking at. Yeah, because you know it could yeah it can really bring you up, but it can really bring you down. Like I and okay, mm -hmm. the addiction to it is nuts. Like how it makes you mm -hmm. happy because like last night I all of a sudden just got like a bout of anxiety and I like went to my phone to like try to find something that would make me feel better. Like but even just like lifting it up and like seeing the color or like the light and then I was like if you go on Instagram like you could see something that like actually pisses you off like an ex or like some girls that you're jealous of mm -hmm. or like whatever. But then like or someone could like have liked your thing and then you're like ah oh, okay I got what I wanted. Well, and it's interesting because the the mechanism of reinforcement for social media is this is the same as gambling, mm. and I mean it in the same as any kind of oh like whoa really yeah yeah so when you're it's um it's a, a variable reinforcement schedule so it's variable interval reinforcement schedule that's what it's and called. those are yeah and so I mean basically what that means is that when, you know, there's, there's all kinds of different ways that you can encourage behavior to continue. And it doesn't even have to be conscious. Like you don't even have to be aware that, that you're getting reinforcement. It's just the feeling and the, the way that it feels mm -hmm. good, for example, will continue, you know, same as, you know, Donnie, right? Like when you want him to do a trick, you feed him or whatever, and mm -hmm. it feels good. So he's going to do it again. And so with this, and there's different ways that you can do it. You can do it on a schedule. You can do it, you know, kind of randomly. And one of the, so with, with this addictive behavior, it's one of the most addictive because it's, it's, we don't know when it's going to happen. So you're just like waiting and waiting, you mm. know, for it to happen. And then boom, somebody gives you a like and you feel oh. good. 
right? And then it's like, whoa, okay, so then you you want it to happen again. And so you're waiting and you're waiting and it, it could be a bunch of likes in five minutes and you feel great in five minutes and then two hours can pass and you get another like. And that, in that time, getting that other, that that like after that lapse of time is enough to boom, kick that back in. That is and it's the same mm. with gambling, right? Because yeah. you know, you know that people, you know that this jackpot can happen. You may have even experienced winning and gambling before. And it's that seeking of it because it happens just enough to let you remember that it's out there, that it continues the seeking behavior. And it's actually the hardest behavior that's reinforced in that way is the hardest to get rid of too. Wow. So like to, to like get rid of the addiction? Or like to stop like cold turkey, not looking at your phone. Yeah. So if you, um, if you, for like another way to give reinforcement, for example, is every time you do something, I give this to you. Mm-hmm. Well, so if I give you a dollar every time you do something, or I give you a piece of candy every time you do something, you know that it's related directly to that behavior. So. You do that behavior, I give you something. Well, as soon as you stop doing that behavior, I stop giving it to you. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to extinguish the behavior because there's a predictability to it, basically. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, but but this lack of predictability because you don't know how many – when you post a picture, you don't know how many likes you're going to get. You know that the likes are out there to be gotten because you've experienced that before. Mm-hmm. And the way you feel when you get these likes is is great. So you want to feel that way. So you, again, kind of float that out there and you just wait and wait and wait. And because you don't have a schedule to rely on, because it's this unpredictable schedule of liking and reinforcement, you don't know when it's going to end. You don't know when, you don't know when the last person, who the last person to like that photo is. Oh, yeah. It could be the 10th person. It could be the 100th person. So- because you don't know, you keep going back and checking and checking and checking Dude, and checking. That is fucking nuts. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, but okay. So I was reading an article about how, um, like, it's called put down your phone and touch someone or something like that because it's like, so talking mm-hmm. about teens and nowadays and how they are avoiding going to parties and, because they, um, they can get more attention or like, you know, they could feel better if they just stay home on their phone and text. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think, and it had like a direct correlation to depression because they're not like being touched anymore because they're just like, it's all digital. <laughs> yeah, there has to be some correlation there. Yeah. And Jackie was saying she read something about how teens now are having less sex, right? I read that on multiple websites because we were talking about it literally in the backyard or yeah. so- somewhere like in a friend's group and someone brought that up and I and I was like, really? I, I want to check that out. And I was just curious so i was researching it and apparently it's prevalent in japan where like this generation is having the least amount of sex ever because they're and 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 there's actually like a population problem i don't know how credible this is again i mean honestly there were but there were multiple websites that were not it wasn't just like shitty websites like they were credible sources (laughs) um it wasn't all fake news, but it was like, well, you, ha- you, know. you have been known to send a few doozies my way. <laughs> yeah, so no, yeah, I think fair. it's worth saying this. I yeah, really, no, but really it was, I just, and I just thought it was like, I just thought it was interesting because it kind of put into perspective how 
I guess, powerful. And I don't know if that's just social media. I mean, that might just be technology, but how powerful it can be. But it is all, I think, tied into the social thing. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Because you're, whether you're texting or you're on Bumble or you're on, you know, Instagram, it's all still. Yeah. Because yeah, if you're on Bumble, like it sometimes feels good to people instead of going out to a bar and like actually meeting people and having a connection, you'd rather just like stay home and play and get the match. You know, Mm -hmm. that feels good. Well, and I think like the the instant gratification piece comes into play because you can get quickly gratified, you can be feel gratified, gratification quickly by, you know, posting something or floating something out. You know, you reach so many people at once when you float something out there on social media that you can get that good feeling back pretty quickly. Whereas when you go out to a bar, I mean, you're you're not reaching as many mm-hmm. people and it's harder work and you don't know them already. And it's, it's and you have to get ready and it's more work. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think, you know, I just think that again, balance is important. I mean, I don't, I think it would be sort of irresponsible to say, Oh yeah, all social media is bad. All technique, all technology is bad and it's, it's killing us. But I, I also think that, I also think there's something to the lack of connectedness mm-hmm. and the, I think that there are important skills that a person gains when they do connect. Like in person. And they do have that practice of interacting with a person and not having, you know, time to think, you know, like texting, for example, is great. I mean, I text all the time. It's fantastic. And it you have time to think about what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. You have time to put this witty thing together or this well thought out thing. And it, if that's all you're doing, you know, if that's your primary way of communicating, what are you going to do when you're in a situation and you have to be able to respond on the fly? Yeah. You have to be able to think quickly. Like mm-hmm. what does that do? Oh yeah. I mean, so do you think that there's a correlation with uh, the increase of social media and depression like I've actually, I was actually trying to figure that out before because I knew I was going to come on and talk to you all about it, and I've seen some mixed, some mixed things about it. Um, I've seen some studies with adolescents that say that there was not hmm. a correlation, but to be really honest with you, I didn't dig into them as much as I probably would have liked to. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I, I think. It's one of those things that I really wouldn't be surprised if there were studies that, you know, good studies that came out and showed a correlation. However, I'm also not surprised that maybe there isn't because there can be things maybe depression can be lowered if, you know, if you think about somebody who otherwise would not leave the house and not have any social skills and has extreme social anxiety, yet they can feel some sense of connectedness through virtual realms right that person's gonna maybe feel better about themselves sure but then there's also that like ease of bullying someone like when you're hidden you know like mm-hmm. so but i mean not necessarily those people yeah, are hiding I mean, behind their screens yeah and- but then i guess you have to put yourself out there in order to get bullied well and that's a different profile than what i'm talking about totally. with yeah. bullying are you talking about bullying is different i mean bullying is it's a profile own- of a person right mm-hmm. I'm I guess I'm I was speaking more about the person who is hampered by social situations and I'm not saying that 
they should just use the internet and stop. However, the internet can be a tool to get somebody kind of learning how to interact with Mm -hmm. others as opposed to not getting out there at all. Right. So that person who otherwise without technology would be not having relationships at all, perhaps some relationships, even if they're virtual can produce better feelings for that person you know, that, that self-esteem than not having any relationships at all. This reminds me of that movie, Her. Did you see that mm-hmm. with Joaquin? Yeah, um, it was good. Yeah, because no. he, he dates his um, iOS. Or- yeah, his like, and it's a robot like sometime in the future. Like, it's just like if Siri could like talk and feel and she evolves okay. enough to where she like, they have a relationship, but she's never a physical body. She's always been. Okay. Like, yeah. But she also has Scarlett Johansson's voice. She sure so, does. Kind of like come mine. On. Yeah, <laughs> similar. So no, who wouldn't no. be in love? Um, but yeah, it is that it is kind of like that. I don't sometimes because um, Nick has brought this up. And I think like if you if you my fiance, if you talk to younger people, I think they're a little less. I guess maybe immersed in social media than you might think. I don't know if that's true, but it's like our generation, like, right. Like I'm in my late twenties, thirties, thirties. We had the generation of social, the social media boom. But yeah. Can we talk a little bit about the bullying thing? Like, yeah, of course. Like, okay. So they, I mean, they're hiding behind technology and social media. So like, but do, and that's like obviously an easier access for people to be mean like I wonder, like, would those people be mean? You know, otherwise, yeah, like yeah. punch kids. Like, I'd rather like someone punch me in a schoolyard and like, you know, make fun of me for something than like, than someone who doesn't know me to like, you know, write something behind, you know, kind of yeah. behind my back. But it's in your face. I don't. I think. I mean, bullying is something I think has been around for a long time. Right. I think what's really interesting about the social media aspect is that again, kind of like we were talking about how you can get that instant gratification real quickly because it hits so many people. The bullying piece does that too. So it's extremely, extremely powerful and extreme, potentially extremely harmful, even more so than like, I mean, more so in the sense that it reaches, it potentially reaches more people quicker, like the cyber bullying. Like, you know, I think of kids that have maybe been sexting or something and somebody saves a picture and then, Oh, I'm so glad we don't have, like we're not young. Yeah. But I mean, that's like a reality now. And you think about how quickly that picture of that person who took that picture in a moment of trust. Yeah. All it takes is for somebody to send it out there. I mean, and that is a very nasty thing to do to somebody and then it it's it just can completely destroy a person real quickly i mean oh yeah and it's so violating i mean it's incredibly violating and that's very different i mean all bullying is terrible and i think the um using social media as a way to bully is ex- is is extremely um I mean, just it like an extreme form of bullying because yeah. it, it hits so many people. But it's terrible. Like, it, like, I don't know. It feels like a cowardly way to bully someone. Like, say mm-hmm. it to my face. Like, if you have, you know, like, 
I think it is cowardly. Yeah. But I think bullying's kind of cowardly in its own yeah. way. Oh, yeah, anyway. for sure. Yeah, because so you're like, dealing with whatever shit you're dealing with is the reason you're mean yeah. to somebody else. Yeah, they're like insecure and miserable in their own but, lives. Yeah. But yeah, but social, it's just, it, ha- it has taken it to a new level. But I am like so happy that we missed out on that. Like, Yeah, and they, we, yeah. Yeah. And if you think about the fact that we're older and these kids are younger and remember how seriously you took things when you oh were my God. in high school you know like if someone said something I mean I just remember just tiny comments would just throw my whole day you know which yeah. is silly but you have all the hormones and you're you're growing and you're insecure and you're scared and shy yeah. and confused and I just feel like that can affect you differently I might be wrong Jen but it just seems like that could affect you differently when you're going through puberty and adolescence versus an adult well, I mean, your mind is def- – I mean, the adolescent brain is definitely an interesting brain and you kind of – in your in your adolescence, you, you go through a phase where you think that almost like everyone pays attention to you, almost like you're the, the star of your – of this show, right? Like adolescents constantly think that like everyone's looking at them and everyone is, is – they're very, it's a very self-centered stage. So like, you know, if you don't have the best shoes in the world, well, everybody's going to notice. How could they not notice when you're an adult, you start to realize, okay, well, people have other things to look at, but (laughs) for adolescents, right. It's like a big, like they feel like all eyes are on them at all times. But that may, like, it seems to me like you would then would feel like you needed to, you would need to curate your Instagram, like that you would like, so that other people would think that you were keeping up, you know, that you were as, cool on instagram as your friends are maybe they're not i certainly don't i don't know if they're like constantly worried about like what they're showing to people then maybe that's like an additional thing they have to worry about that they didn't yeah like another just one more thing to have to manage yeah and i mean i also think that there's something quickly to be said about the multitasking aspect of Mm -hmm. of of social media Mm -hmm. and like phones and technology and I think that when, you know, I, I have seen studies that that can actually be kind of detrimental to mood. And um, mm-hmm. I think the multitasking aspect more so than social media per se. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's kind of what yeah. we talked about with Michael. Like, I I feel like I am like constantly like, you know, I can do like 17 things on my phone, like schedule something. Also like, you know, text all these like five people what we're doing you know, tonight and then like, you know, I don't know, put, post something on Instagram and like all while this person, you know, Michael doesn't do any of that. And I think it causes me a lot of anxiety because like I can mm-hmm. do it. And I don't know. And I feel the need to like do it right away. So, and I have the ability to. And it takes a ton of energy to maintain that. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of, a lot of your cognitive capacity to be constantly checking and managing and dividing your attention to where it may some, you know, depending on what you're doing, it may, it may interfere with that connection piece. So, and I think, I think I remember hearing this at some point of like, if I'm out to dinner with somebody and I'm, I'm actually at a face to face thing, but I'm spending time constantly on my phone. I mean, that's, that's not real connection anyway. And it's this feeling that you've got to be managing all these things at once. And that can really wear somebody down. And, you know, we're not talking about 
one thing. I mean, our phone does a million things. So it's not just like, oh, I'm going to check my email. It's, I can check my email, multiple email accounts. I can check my text messages. I can te- check my Instagram, my Facebook, my Twitter, my this, my that. Oh, I'm talking. My Bumble. On the phone with someone. <laughs> yeah. And I always worry that like, well, I, I try to like guess things. Like if we're like, ah, oh, who's that actor in that thing? I try to like guess it in my brain before I look it up on Google because you can mm-hmm. it's so easy. Yeah. And I think like how hard is it to actually focus and dedicate your energy to one or two things when it's divided by 17 different things, right? you know? And I think that can, that can compromise the quality of the relationships that we have and the, mm. the, the depth to which we connect if we're just sort of connected because we're actually sort of connected, but we're also thinking about all of these different things that we have to do at once. And so it doesn't surprise me that you feel anxiety with it because you're requiring a lot of your brain and of your, just your, your energy, your cognitive. Yeah. Like, I mean, and I I think about it like right now, like I just got a text like while we're talking right now and like it's hard for me not to be like, I wonder what they're saying. Like, and you know that you got a text, but like if you didn't even know you got one. And it takes away from the moment, right? right? So when you don't live in the moment and you don't appreciate the moment and you don't get the enjoyment out of the moment, that's not very gratifying. Right. And, it's like, and it, that will yeah. then impact relationships. It will impact how you feel about your relationships. It will impact how you feel about your experiences. And when you're not in it and you're not getting the benefit of it because you're distracted doing something else, that's going to impact the way you feel about yourself the world and others. Are there different like happiness feelings? I mean, like, cause you know, you get that happy feeling when you get a like, but like, is it like exponentially better to get, you know, have the feeling of like someone touching you? I mean, like, I guess I'm thinking like brain, brain waves. Yeah. Wise. That's a really good question. And I don't know the answer to that. However, my guess would be that it first depends, of course, depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that when you, you know, when you talk about reward centers in the brain and pleasure places in the brain, different things can definitely excite those areas for different people. So it's possible that for somebody getting that like or getting that, you know, um, sign from our virtual world that what we've done is good and it makes us feel good might very well be as rewarding as physical touch. Hmm. And I don't know if one is better than the other. I just know that our pleasure centers work similarly um, with, with various things. And whenever that pleasure center, as we've talked about before, is activated, mm-hmm. it's a really powerful, it's a really powerful thing in our brains. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I enjoy being with people, but there are those like, there are people who, who recharge like by themselves. And so maybe they would rather like, you know, recharge that way. Recharge that way, and then like just like talk to people via text rather than like have to like be in a social situation. Like maybe that would. And I would ask a little bit of. Yeah, and I mean, and I would ask like, does that person really enjoy? Do they really prefer that, or is that the easier way for them? I mean, sure. you could go into a whole thing, but sure. yeah, I mean, there are differences with people, and I think what does it for some people won't do it for other people. But I do think that there is like. There's some global stuff here as far as health and it's that, you know, connection is important 
to us as humans. Mm -hmm. We need that. And when we don't have that, we don't feel good. And so whatever the level of the connection is, I mean, if, if it's only virtual, I would have a hard time feeling like that's a fully fulfilled sense of connection. However, it is connection and it might, it might help a person, Hmm. Um, you know, but there is something about that face-to-face connection. Yeah. And like, you can't like feel, you know, like a a penis inside of you, like through um, your phone. You know what I'm saying, guys? No, you can't. No, not that I'm aware (laughs) of. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to Am I an Asshole? We have no one to thank today because we didn't have any guests except for, of course, Jen. Our yeah. therapist, mm-hmm. um, but John, thank, yeah, of course, John, our, our, our producer, um, and thanks for listening to Am I an Asshole uh, for being into social media wrap mm-hmm. up. Yeah, just a wrap up of it all. Yeah, um, if you like us and and stuff, talk about us and and then like give us rate us five stars um, on iTunes and give us a little. Just a little shout. Um, yeah. And if you if you're an asshole or, or you think of an asshole topic, email us at am I an a-hole podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and give us a follow on Instagram. Oh, am yeah. I an asshole podcast? Bye. Bye. Bye.